0: I want to tell you guys about Squarespace. It's an easy way to manage your website, start manage website with squarespace.com. We use Medium at the Scott Podcast, Nick, uh, for the blog purposes, and then my personal website is a uh, WordPress site. Well, I can't speak from experience, but Squarespace is another alternative if you don't like WordPress or Medium. Or maybe like a Zanga. Matthew, you have a Zanga, right?
1: I did in like 2001. You have a MySpace? Actually, I didn't. I never, I wasn't allowed any social media or uh, online journals.
0: You, so you didn't like sneak around with, with, uh, no, I,
1: I, 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 uh, I snuck a, a Facebook account before I was supposed to. But
0: what? When was like, like in junior high?
1: Yeah, in like seventh grade or something.
0: You didn't have a MySpace? No my was cuz you could be passive aggressive towards your friends and keep them out of your top 8. I, I know
1: I never I had an, I had multiple aim accounts.
0: I had multiple aim accounts like burner accounts.
1: I had one that was Cubs World Series 2008.
0: <laughs> I I made yeah. I did all kinds of weird Cubs accounts. I once had my my aim profile was just the Cubs roster with no context and I updated it and they made transactions for the 40 man
1: Wait, hey, you had the 40-man roster?
0: The entire 40-man roster from like 2000, I want to say from like 2005 to like 2008. And it's updated. I actually kept a journal. it's It was it's a, it's a Word document that was just for me. It was like kind of like a journal in that sense. It was the Word doc. Anytime the Cubs made a transaction on the 40-man, I would update the Word doc. And I have a second page on the Word doc of things that I wanted them to do to the 40-man. It was a long run. I don't know. It was, for, it was only for me. I don't know why I really kept it. Um, My
1: list for Jim Hendry.
0: That was basically what it was. But Squarespace.com is the point. All right, let's start the show. 2019 MLB Season Preview. Let's go. All right, let's just go through the, uh, the um, win totals really quickly and not dwell on any too much. Um, I'm sure we will, even though I say that. But let's just go through alphabetically. I'll give you the 2018 win total, the 2019 projected win total via bovada.com. Um, and then we can say what we think over under each team, and then we'll do playoffs and then get into some other stuff. So alphabetically, the first team, the Arizona Diamondbacks, a team that's kind of tanking a little bit, trading their best player, um, but still is projected about seventy five and a half wins, one eighty two wins last year. Matthew, over under seventy five and a half.
1: Uh I'm gonna say under, just because they're like their roster is currently constructed as like they lost like they lost their best player. They lost some other smaller pieces. But I think as the season goes on, especially after we when we get closer to the trade deadline, they will start selling more and really tear it down.
0: I agree. They lost. They traded Paul Goldschmidt. They got. They lost AJ Pollock to free agency. They lost Daniel Descalzo, to free agency, which is probably more of a loss than people realize due to his versatility. And then just the other day, Steven Souza really fucked up his leg stepping on home plate. Um, it's kind of messed up he was like a three-win player last year so yeah i'm gonna pound the under at 75 and a half i think they're gonna be the worst team in that division by by a lot um so under under the the diamondbacks atlanta braves 2018 kind of surprised everybody won 90 games this year 86 and a half is the win total over under 86 and a half
1: i'm gonna say over but not by a lot just because the division that they play in uh every team except for the nationals got better Um, Yeah,
0: although when we get to the Nationals, we'll talk about if they got better or worse. I will also go just slightly over, um, but that could really – that division could go anywhere. I could see the Braves winning 84 games. I could see them winning 94 games. There's a lot of variance there. Into the Bs, Baltimore Orioles won won 47 games last year. People forget that. Uh, 2019 total. This is one of the lowest win totals I've seen ever – preseason, season 59 and a half. I mean, this is tricky. I've made multiple bets on this since this win total came out. Uh I'll ask you in a second what you have. But I'm taking the over just because 59 and a half is so low. The the safe bet is taking the over. They could still lose 102 games and you hit the over. But 59 and a half over under.
1: Yeah I'm gonna say I'm gonna say over just because I hope that Brandon Hyde being their manager now will do something. It might not be, uh, I don't know, just like a scrappy, like really bad team doing something for a new manager. I don't know. It's also tough to like bet that a team's going to lose 100 games.
0: Yeah, that's that's the, the, the crux of it. Because even if Brandon Hyde uh, injects some scrappiness, as you said, into the team, they could win – 61 games and still lose 101 and still hit the over. I think there's like some addition by subtraction there. Adam Jones, people don't realize, is been terrible. He stinks. he stinks. Yeah, and then they got Jonathan VR from the Brewers last year in the Jonathan Scope trade, which is probably going to be could really be a big plus for them. So I'll take the over. They could win 60 to 65 games. It's still horrible, but that's the over.
1: And they play in the hardest division in baseball.
0: Yeah, yeah. So like their is going to come against the Blue Jays, pretty much if nothing else. Bought, and speaking of the hardest division in baseball, the defending World Series champion Boston Red Sox uh, won 108 games last year. Had a ridiculous season. This year, um, can, comparatively a modest win total, but still super high, 94 and a half. What do you say? I say over.
1: I say over. I say they win like maybe not even 100 games. I say because the we'll, we'll get to this later. But the Yankees got better, in my opinion. Uh, who else is in that division that I'm forgetting? The, the other, two, the other two stink, but I don't What know. the Orioles and the Blue Yeah, I just, I think they'll win like 97, 98.
0: Yeah, I think it'll be between 95 and 100. Um, but we're we'll right there at the Yankees, which we'll get to in a bit. But first, bouncing over the National League Central Division, the Chicago Cubs won 95 games in 2018 in an injury plague. This is the Iron County already tell us the one we're going to dwell on the most. <laughs> won 95 games in 2018 when they, their best player missed 50 games. Their closer missed half the season. Their best starting pitcher missed like 90% of the season. They won 95 games. Their, their uh, perennial all-star first baseman started the season super slow. Their shortstop got suspended for domestic violence. Uh, their second-best reliever pulled his hamstring in September. Um, they had to deal with Christian Yellowstring and DeBerry Barry Bonds. They still <laughs> won 95 games, 95 games in that year. This year they projected 88 and a half. Pound the over. I will bet part of my savings account on the over. I will bet my next paycheck on the over. 88 and a half. Over by a million.
1: Don't forget the bullpen also fell apart. But the, uh, yeah, I, I hammer the over. I still, I think that the the winner of the division will only win like ninety two games, but still, that being said, the winner of the division is going to be the Chicago Cubs. There, therefore, hammer the over.
0: I think the Cubs will win like ninety four and ninety seven games, win the division, and then the Cardinals will probably come in with like ninety. Uh, well, we'll save that for a bit. Uh, the Chicago across town, we didn't spend as much time on that as I thought we would, but we'll, we, we'll talk a little bit more about the Cubs later in the show. The Chicago White Sox last year were terrible. We're 62 and a hundred. Their 2019 win total right now is 74 and a half, which I don't know off the top of my head. I think their win total last year was like 68 or 69, maybe. Um, and I think they're just projecting progression as like, as their rebuild goes on. But so a lot of their young pitchers were kind of bad last year. And now
1: they're
0: hurt. Now they're – like, Kopech is hurt. Um, I like Ronaldo Lopez a lot. Uh, Rondon's fine – or Rodon, excuse me. And But then Giolito kind of got better as the season went on, but he was still horrible. And there's a question mark with Moncada. Is he bad? Is he actually bad? Uh, they moved him to third base. Tim Anderson, who I long said is actually bad. Is still on the roster. Besides Eloy Jimenez, who's a complete unknown, um, their other outfielders are bad. Uh, Carlos Sanchez is probably their best offensive player uh, but in terms of war, offense and defense, uh, but he's still like a utility player. Jose Abreu is getting bad. Yonder Alonso doesn't make much sense in that team. John Jay is kind of bad. I'm going to take the under at 74.5. I think they're going to be worse than last year.
1: I Yeah, I do too, actually. You have to – you're really, like, depending on their prospects and take a jump, and I haven't even seen, like, oh, if he – like, the, any of their prospects, like, oh, if they cut down their strikeout rate, they'll be MVPs. This is, like, they're all – they're just – they haven't shown me anything.
0: No, because, like, a lot of – even, like, Eloy has never played a major league game, and I think it's going to be a shock to him to play 162-game season. But
1: even, like, Moncada, everyone's – people keep saying about how, like, he watches too many balls. Like, he is, he is the highest – watch strike rate in major league baseball i think yeah and like you can't teach aggressiveness he's like watched he's watched too many strikeouts and you yeah can't i'm
0: i'm kind of best worried best. that he's bad it's not like a javi bias thing when he was striking out a bunch that he was just swinging at every single pitch it's just like he doesn't have a good eye yeah um so yeah i think they might be unfortunately horrible uh the cincinnati reds everyone's we've agreed on everything by the way we got to find a point of disagreement at some point Cincinnati Reds. Everyone's bullish on them. They won sixty-seven games last year, but now their win total is seventy-nine wins. And I would kind of. I think I kind of agree. I think I might just go like slightly over, be like five hundred.
1: Should I be contrarian and just say just say the under? Just well, not not, not
0: after I said that we have to disagree.
1: Well, I mean, I seventy-nine seems right to me. So good job, thanks to the folks at Odd but, Shark for being correct.
0: So you're gonna push?
1: I, well, no, I think they're they're a little bit under I still am not super and I know they traded like for every other uh, Dodgers starting pitcher who wasn't like Kershaw or uh, like their top three starters but I don't know if I if that's that in Puig and Scooter Jeanette is like and Joey Votto is like that that much better
0: Yeah, and they have to play the Cubs and the Brewers and the Cardinals. So I could easily see it being like 77-ish. And
1: this is something that I'm forgetting about. Did they upgrade their bullpen? Because their bullpen has been like historically one of the worst bullpens in Major League history?
0: That's oddly been a thing for the Reds for as long as I can remember, especially since they've been in that new ballpark. They've had like really, really, really shitty bullpens. And it's like – somewhat ballpark related because there's no way over like the course of different executives and different managers that their bullpen can be that bad but i remember in 2006 they gave francisco cordero i think it was 2006 gave francisco cordero like a giant five-year contract to be their their closer because their bullpen was so bad um it's like a recurring thing with them they've they've struggled with that area and and building a good pitching staff so that might it's not
1: like they haven't had the talent they have rice iglesias now yeah they had her all this chapman they've had some other amir garrett's apparently supposed to be good but i don't believe that uh yeah they're supposed to have they have good talent yeah they're eye for talent they just they they're they're, middle, remember, their middle relievers are
0: awful i remember when in like the the um like 2010 2011 they had travis wood and homer bailey coming up and they're going to be the next big like <clears throat> like they're gonna lead the Reds rotation for years to come, and then Homer Bailey ended up being bad. They kept him for way too long, and then Travis Wood was in the Sean Marshall trade with the Cubs. Uh and Sean Marshall was good for the Reds for a while too. So I guess like I'm forgetting when I criticized their, their bullpen struggles for so long. Remember
1: Aaron Harang?
0: Aaron Harang, yes. Long well, and and yeah, he was pretty average for a while, but was on some of those playoff teams. I guess I'm forgetting certain certain Reds pitchers that were pretty good, but I just like there seems to be something about, I think I think it's a lot to do with playing that ballpark. Um, where do you always have some holes in your pitching staff. So you're going under, I'm going over on the Reds. Um, Cleveland Indians won 91 games last year, 90 and a half this year. I think everyone's going to pound me over because the division's so bad. But the Indians really aren't that, like, they're not trying to get better. And now Francisco Lindor is out for, like, an extended period of time, an in indefinite period of time. So it's kind of a question. But I would still probably pound the over. They'll win like 92 or 93 games. Yeah,
1: I agree. The Royals aren't trying to win. The White Sox are going to be bad again. Uh, So I would also pound the over.
0: All right. Let's go through some of these a little bit quicker. The Rockies, 90 win, 91 wins last year, a wild card team. 84.5 this year. I would go over. Over. Yeah. Uh, Detroit Tigers, 64 wins last year, 68 and a half this year. AL Central wins have to come from somewhere, Uh, but I don't know if it's here. I can't can't make my mind on that one. Maybe under?
1: I'm going to say the under.
0: Uh, Houston Astros, 103 last year, 96 and a half this year. That's just like a really hard win total about the over. on.
1: Yeah, I would say under just because it's so high.
0: That's a safe bet. Under, yeah, I go under 96.5. Kansas City Royals, 58 last year, 69, nice and a half. This year, um, I don't know. Um, the, the AL Central is the hard one to pre- predict. Well,
1: Jason, pre- Jason Hamill's retired, so I know oh, that was the Rangers.
0: That's Yeah, no, he was there last year. He was bad last year with the Royals, too.
1: Yeah. Never mind. I rescinded my, my take.
0: And, and John Jay's gone, so that's, you know, that's a. Clubhouse presence. They still
1: have Jorge Soler.
0: They do, so probably under, because they still have Jorge Soler. Under under sixty nine. Do you agree or disagree? Yeah, sure. So everyone, the L.A. Central is going to lose. Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim of California, eighty wins in two thousand eighteen. Eighty two and a half is the win total in twenty nineteen. What do you say?
1: I say over, just because. Otani was hurt, like, most of the time. Uh,
0: I would probably um, go over, too, I guess. But that's going to be... Not
1: by a lot. I mean, no, I, I see them winning, like, 85, 86 games. Just because most of their position players are very average. Besides Mike Trout. Tommy and, and Tommy L- Well, that, then... Oh, then I should pound the over. I forgot about that. I blocked <laughs> it blocked out of my mind. Uh, But...
0: Yeah, they're going to be average again. 82.5 is a really good number. I would just go slightly over. Los Angeles Dodgers, on the other hand, 10 wins better. Uh, 92 last year, 93.5 is their total this year. They got off to a slow start last year, and that's kind of why they only won 92 games. They're definitely one of the best teams in the NL. Probably go over
1: 93.5. I would, too. Well, And they, they're going to get Corey Seager back.
0: Yeah, they're going to get Corey Seager back, and they they added A.J. Pollock. Uh Miami Marlins. This one's interesting because they fucking suck. Um, their 2018 win total was 63, and their 2019 win total is 63 and a half, pretty much exactly the same. Um, I bet the over in this with another uh friend that I, I did some bets with earlier today, but not I, I didn't have good luck other than I'm not gonna take the under at 63 and a half, that's super low. But they're ter- like they traded JT Real Muto. Um, Starlin Castro is like their best position player. Like they're not going
1: to take, if I was actually betting on it, I would take the over just because that's such an abysmally no, low number. But since this is a podcast and it's not real life, I'm just going to say the under.
0: Keep I mean, I bet, well, it makes sense. Everybody else in the is kind of good. Yeah. So I think the under might actually be the play there. The Milwaukee Brewers won 96 games last year. It was kind of an admiration though. I don't think a lot of them were actually wins. Okay, so the last last month of the season, they played ridiculous baseball. Christian Yelich turned into 2001 Barry Bonds. The last week, they not only won eight in a row, they won one game because a a player on the Cardinals fell down trying to tag up from third base. They came back against the Detroit Tigers, who were god-awful in the last series twice, came back from, from pretty significant early deficits in those games. Um, they used their bullpen like it was like the playoffs for an entire month, which I I support kind of. But at the same time, like you can't do that for the entire season. Craig Council was using Josh Hader in like the third inning and like doing all these kinds of bananas moves. People um, forget
1: he's racist.
0: People do forget. Josh Hader is a known white supremacist. <laughs> their twenty nineteen win total is eighty six and a half. Ten wins uh, less. I am.
1: Also, I think uh, Josh Hader let up, I believe, one home run against a lefty in the regular season last year. It was against what? Anthony Rizzo. I thought he let up a home run to Jason Hayward also.
0: No, he let up a uh, – well, did he? Hey, Jason, I know Jason Hayward got a, an RBI uh, – I thought, I thought it was like an RBI single or double against him in like April or May. But Anthony Rizzo definitely homered off him. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a fun fact. People forget that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
1: I just – that stat completely backfired on
0: me. Right, well, Jason Hayward – I know for a fact that Jason Hayward h- had one or two RBIs off Josh Hader last year. I'll we'll have to check that later on. And It could have been a home run, and I might be mistaken. It might have been two home runs, and it might have been Rizzo and Hayward. But Rizzo definitely had a home run off Josh Hader last year um, in Miller Park. I'm actually going to go – I'm not just being biased, on, um, maybe a little bit, but not just being biased, I'm going to go under on 86 and a half on the Brewers. I think the the Cubs and the Cardinals could both win 90 plus games, and that'll leave the Brewers in the dust, like 84 wins.
1: Yeah, I will also go the under.
0: Okay, Minnesota Twins, 78 wins in 2018. Their 2019 win totals 84 and a half. I think that's high because somebody in that division has to win games. What do you say? Uh, 84. Sorry, I was- 84. Pay attention, 84 and a half. I was
1: looking up the Josh Hater Jason Hayward thing. Uh I will take That's tough. I hate this division so much.
0: It's it tough. It's the it's the shittiest division I think I can remember in Ireland. Like
1: any any other division, I would say the under, but I mean the Twins are fine. Right. They were
0: they were a wild card team 2 years ago. They yeah. kind of just didn't have a, didn't have stuff come together last year. Yeah,
1: I'll just take – I'll take the over.
0: I'll take the under just because I, I don't think they're that good. They could add, like, Craig Kimbrell or Dallas Keuchel um, in the next month. I don't know if that pushes them over, but, but yeah, I mean, somebody in that division has to, has to win games, and that would be the, the pick after the Indians. The New York Mets have a similar – 2018 and 2019. 2018, they won seven, 7 games, had a lot of people injured last year. 2019 win total is 85 and a half. I will take the under. I'm taking the under. Uh, and then I think Tim Tebow. Also, will-
1: here's a bold. Here's a bold prediction: Noah Syndergaard gets traded at the traded
0: line. I think if they're out of it, that's entirely possible. I mean, why not? You already have to on my up you Get a lot yeah. back. From yeah. Syndergaard call up Tim Tebow in September. Sell some tickets. Sell some T-shirts. I'll buy one. The New York, the New York Yankees won a 100- hundred. Or, yeah, won exactly 100 games. People forget that because they're a wild card team in 2018. This year, their win total is 96 and a half. That is very high. Uh, I kind of want another one bad, that's too but high, that, but that's really hard to bet on.
1: I mean, they even got better.
0: Yeah, they, they got better. Or
1: they,
0: got, for they got better and I mean, you look at look at it last year. Like the Red Sox won 108, the Yankees won one hundred. It's totally possible that they could both win high nineties this year, if not a hundred again. I kind of want to take the over, but that's such a. If I was actually putting money on this, I that's I, it's a really hard bet to make to bet over ninety six and a half. The under is a safe bet.
1: Well, good thing it's a podcast and this isn't real life, so. So
0: let's take the over. <laughs> The Oakland Athletics won ninety-seven games last year. They were kind of a surprise team. Uh, this year is eighty-three and a half. I will take the over, even if they have regression. I don't think they're they're going to regress fifteen games. Yeah, agreed. More agreement. Last uh, last year, the Philadelphia Phillies won eighty games. This year, their over or under is eighty-nine and a half. I under. Will, I will yes, I will hammer the under on that. Um, just because you signed a negative three and a half ward outfielder does not mean. You're suddenly gonna be a 90 win team. Uh, I'm, also
1: not, I'm also not sold on their group of prospects either.
0: No, like it's, there's a lot of unknowns in that um, entirely. They really tailed off in the second half last year. I don't really know how good Reese Hoskins and Reese Hoskins is for sure. Um, let's talk about that for a second. I think if they're like an 80 to 85 win team and they finish third or fourth in the division, they're gonna be some blaming hot takes about Bryce Harper. No matter how old he is next year.
1: Bryce Harper could be an MVP and like a 14 war player, but if they win 84 games
0: coming third, yeah, there's going to be a lot of takes about it. And his defense is going to be dog shit and there're going to be a lot of takes about how he's uh not worth the cost. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, <laughs> Pittsburgh Pirates 82 wins last year, which kind of – I totally forgot that they won 82 games. I just felt like they were out of it all year, bad all year. Um, but I guess um, dog whistle races, Clint Hurdle kind of had them crappy. Their 2019 win total is 77.5. I'll take the under because they're definitely the worst team in the division.
1: Yeah, I agree. They didn't do anything to get better either.
0: Well, I don't think they, they I think they know their place. Well I
1: know they don't I, they probably don't want to get better, but yeah. there wasn't anything on paper that I was like, Oh,
0: cool. San Diego Padres did get better. They won sixty six games last year. Their twenty nineteen How'd win- that
1: happen? Many Machados on the White Sox.
0: No, you're thinking of uh you're thinking of John Jay.
1: Oh, that's right. <laughs> His friend. Uh
0: they they're, they're twenty one total they hire a seventy eight and a half because of the Manny Machado signing and for Tiano Tatis uh, juniors, making the opening day roster too. So there was a lot of excitement about that. I would still, if I was adding on this, I would still probably take the under, even though it's really tempting to, to make them seem like the surprise team that wins like 81 to 84 games.
1: Yeah. You still got a pitch.
0: It's true. You do. Yeah,
1: there's, there's other parts of the game besides playing in shortstop,
0: but they, I could see them winning over 81 games. Yeah. So I'm going to
1: take DeAndre on this.
0: That's a really good total. We've only disagreed on the red. It's a bit lame.
1: Well, I'm not, I'm not exactly contrarian.
0: And I think the Angels, maybe? I don't remember. Uh, the San Francisco Giants won 73 games last year. 73 and a half is their win total this year. So it's right on the money again. I'll, I'll go over just because I think the Diamondbacks are going to be bad. And the Padres are going to be average. I think a lot of wins could come from there. Um, so maybe just like just over when seventy-five games, even though they have like they don't have a single hitter pretty much. I don't
1: know. I'm going to say under because I think their pitchers are going to get worse.
0: Yeah, there you go. The,
1: and that's the one thing that they had going for them.
0: Yeah, Johnny Cueto's yeah, bad. Did
1: and Bumgarner fall off like a snowmobile or something this off season?
0: It sounds about Again. right. They're, they might trade him if they're bad too. So you're probably right. They're they're probably going to be under. Um, but I'll take the over just because Seattle Mariners won 89 games last year. I think they're kind of tanking now. Their win total is 71 and a half. That's a huge drop off, though. So it's a very would,
1: small window they had there.
0: Yeah, it was barely a window. It was like a uh, like a like one of those. Uh, it was like a, it was like a sunroof kind of.
1: It wasn't even a sunroof. It's like you know, on those old glass doors above it, there's like a, a small glass window that's very that's rectangular and very small.
0: Yeah, that, 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 that has their win. window. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But seventy-one and a half is a huge drop off. I'll take slightly over.
1: I will also take the over. Cue uh, the Sports Illustrated are the Sports Illustrated cover where they said that they were by far the best team in the AL like two years ago.
0: That's funny because they haven't made the playoffs since two thousand and one. Um the St. Louis Cardinals, eighty-eight wins last year uh, from a from a late second-half surge. They would start the year terribly. Uh this year their twenty nineteen win total is eighty-eight and a half. I will painfully, painfully go over. Although I could, I think it could be right around eighty-eight, but I think they're they're the second best team in the division. Yeah.
1: And now they have Paul Goldschmidt.
0: They have Paul Goldschmidt. And they uh a full season without Mike Matheny might do wonders. And Dexter Fowler can't be any worse than he was last year. <laughs> Tampa Bay Devil Rare Rays won ninety games last year, came on really strong in the second half. Their win total this year is eighty-four and a half. It'll probably it could be right around there, I think, but I'll go over just because I think they've arrived.
1: I'll say under just because of their division.
0: Okay. Contrary. But it's
1: not it's not far. It's like 82, 81 games.
0: This next one is one of my favorite. The Texas Rangers won 67 games last year. They were sneaky bad. Their win total this year is 71 games. I am gonna go hard under. I think they're fucking shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think they're awful. They don't. Even, I think they still have like TBD as their fifth starter.
0: Yeah, they came. Don't They came like pencil in a rotation. They traded for uh, Tommy John recovering Drew Smiley from the Cubs. If, if Drew Smiley had remained on the Cubs, he'd be competing for a bullpen spot. They acquired him so the Cubs could pick up Cole Hamill's option, and he's like their third starter or something. That's Mike
1: Miner is the opening day starter.
0: Yeah, we have Mike Miner versus uh, uh, John Lester.
1: They don't call. They don't call him Mike yeah. Major, folks.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Mike, Mike Double A. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I hammer the under on that, even though seventy one is kind of low. Toronto Blue Jays seventy three last year, seventy four and a half this year. I think that number is pretty accurate, but I'll probably go under because of the division. Under. I sat next to a Blue Jays fan at a spring training game this year uh, from Canada. I had a thick Canadian accent. Like he could have been in Trailer Park Boys or something. He had a had a muffled tee on and shorts and was slamming beers, just like pounding tall boys and crushing them over and over, like physically crushing them in his hand. And, and he was talking to me a bit about the Blue Jays. And said, yeah, I had high hopes for the Blue Jays last year. I'm like, why did you have high hopes for the Blue Jays? <laughs> and it's there the dome. With the Yankees and the Red Sox. Um so that guy will have a. I don't. I never got his name, but he'll have a rooted awakening uh, when the Blue Jays won sixty-four games this year, and then finally the Washington Nationals won eighty-two games last year, and their twenty nineteen win total is eighty-eight and a half. Over
1: Bryce Harper revenge
0: tour. by subtraction. It's
1: it's like when you you break up with someone and then you just get in really good shape. That's going to be the Washington Nationals. <laughs>
0: I think it's – I think it's going to be right around 88. I guess I'll go over two, but it wouldn't surprise me if they were like five games under. Um, It's amazing that they won 82 games last year because I felt like all year that they were bad. I also
1: felt like for the second half of the year, like the cloud of like, oh, Bryce Harper's leaving.
0: Yeah.
1: Locker room cancer. I didn't say it, but –
0: I mean, it could – you could easily – Adam Eaton will be alive next year, Um, and Victor Robles and Juan Juan Soto will – be patrolling the outfield, and their their potential is unlimited. And then they still they're still strong in the infield with Rendon, Rendon, uh, Trey Turner, Brian. And Doker.
1: Rendon's in a contract year, and everyone knows he doesn't like baseball, so he cares about the money. So if he'll probably play well in a contract year.
0: So I think they're still like a pretty good team, and and Bryce Harper, um, he raked. Like, I mean, he had like an eight ninety OPS even in a down year, but like, like it was not a. Super MVP caliber at the plate. He was terrible on the field. Not necessarily a good base runner. There's an argument that they could win 90 games next year. Yeah, that rotation. So
1: yeah, they still have probably the. Are is there one, two, three in the rotation the best?
0: No, that's the Cubs. But if if we're uh, I mean in the
1: National League East, then
0: for the sake of argument, yeah, Scherzer, Strasburg, and then they added uh, Patrick Corbin. So. Mm Yeah, their bullpen pretty strong on the back end, too. Bear Claw and Trevor Rosenthal and Sean Doolittle. So, yeah, I would take the over on the Nationals. Um, and then transitioning from that into playoffs, are they your NL East champion? Uh, Sure. I mean, you can pick I think, what you want.
1: Well, I think there, it's either I'm, like, flipping between the Braves – and the Nationals winning, and then the other one making the wild card.
0: All right, let's pick one of them.
1: I'll pick the Nationals to win the division. All
0: right, I'll agree with you. We'll take the Braves as one of the two wild card teams. NL Central, Chicago Cubs. Yeah. Now right, you snickered. Uh, yeah, the Cubs and the NL Central and the NL West, the Dodgers.
1: Yeah, it has to be the Dodgers.
0: The right. doctors so for the second wild card Braves are one of them Cardinals Rockies Padres Phillies Mets Brewers that's that's the I'm that those are the only teams I'm going to consider
1: I'm between the Cardinals and the
0: Rockies mm-hmm. <laughs> I kind of Wean toward the Cardinals because the Rockies still have like Ian Desmond's employed in their uh, organization. Um, just because of what I said before, like Dexter Fowler can't be any worse. Marcel Azuna wasn't even that great last year, so he could be done. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Matt Carpenter is still going to do steroids in 2019, but the steroids worked pretty well for him in 2018.
1: Yeah, that salsa thing was a false flag operation.
0: Yeah, so if if the if the uh, HGH in the Salsa still is effective next year. Um, will uh, the Lizard King be as good as he was last year? I think there are more ro- questions in, in the, the Cardinals' rotation and bullpen, but their offense is, is pretty solid. Yeah. I, w- I think I would lean toward taking the Cardinals, having the Braves and the Cardinals play each other again.
1: Yeah. I think the Cardinals win that game.
0: Which means they would play the Cubs – in the National Division Series. Because I'm just assuming we're, pick, we're picking them up. Um So the Cubs and the Cardinals, the Dodgers and the Nationals. This is a rematch of all – this is the 2015 playoffs all over again. Um, Cubs over Cardinals, and then Dodgers over Nationals or Nationals over Dodgers.
1: I'd pick the Dodgers.
0: So we have Dodgers Cubs again. Let's before we pick our World Series uh matchup, let's go to the a- AL. Um Red Sox or Yankees in the AL East. Red Sox. Yankees would be a wild card team again. Yeah,
1: the the Red the Yankees that's gotta be like that's like the Pirates between twenty thirteen and fifteen.
0: Yeah. When they were, they
1: like a, I mean the Yankees are definitely a better team, but like the Pirates like have been a very the Pirates were like a very good team in those years and they just yeah. got screwed and had to be in the wild card game every year.
0: The difference with this is exactly the same besides the fact that the Yankees have won a million times before and they, they, they deserve to have a kind of patch of frustration because they sold their soul and Red Sox fans had to go through some shit for a while.
1: Yeah. But Red Sox, the Red Sox are like turning into the Yankees now.
0: Kind of. Yeah. But I mean, still, 27 titles versus, you know, three in the last 14 years. Uh, or four. Point, me. point stands. Yeah. So, okay. So, Yankees are wild card number one. AL Central Indians, just by default. Even though <laughs> I'm going to
1: pick the Royals.
0: <laughs> uh, the AL West got to go uh, with the Astros. See, this is what's—it's kind of boring, almost like the AL sucks. Well, everything's just kind of locked up. Yeah, weird. But I think, I, mean, most,
1: yeah, I think the most interesting division is the AL East, even though the two there are two teams that are very good, two teams that blow. Shout out the Orioles. Well, there,
0: there are five teams: two teams that blow, one team that's kind of like a wild card—the the Rays. I keep
1: forgetting that the Tampa Bay Devil Rays exist.
0: Well it it's, 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 it's weird, good they're good, but they're in a weird spot of like you don't know what they're gonna be. So I, I'd play,
1: here's a good hypothetical. If they played in the AL Central, would they win the division?
0: Yeah, yeah, probably.
1: Well that sucks.
0: It does suck. They should, they should just get do away with divisions. But since they can't <clears throat> second wild card raise a twins, angels. Uh that's it. That'd be it. I'm going
1: to pick the Rays.
0: Okay, that's fun. All right, so Rays at Yankees for the wild card game. So in a one-game playoff, the Rays would be doing some opener shit for that game. I'm almost certain. Just kind of like the uh, A's did against the Rocky, or against the Yankees last year, and it didn't work out the way they wanted to. Or they, they might have Blake Snell go.
1: I was going to say Blake Snell. I think you go with – if you if you project him to have a maybe not Cy young year again, but something that that's close.
0: yeah. the problem with the wildcard game is you can't unless you have it locked up several days in advance, you can't necessarily schedule your starters the way you want. For that. like if the Rays clinched a playoff spot in the last several days of the regular season you're not guaranteed the, the fact that you're going to have Blake Snell pitch that game. Yeah, that's true. But like, let's just say, for the sake of argument, they do. Blake Snell can beat any Yankees starter. I agree. So let's have them advance. The, the, the Rays will beat the Yankees. Sorry, Christopher. Um, the Rays would play the Red Sox, the number one – we're assuming number one seed. The Astros would host the Indians. The Astros would probably beat the Indians again, move on to the ALCS. Red Sox, Rays. I mean, this is – at this point, it's kind of a crapshoot to pick this kind of stuff. But, look, I think for the sake of argument, you have to go with the Red Sox. Yeah. Red Sox, Astros, Cubs, Dodgers. Um, th- this is all three of the last four – three of the last – yeah, three of the last – no, the last three World Series champions. And then the Dodgers being the two-time World Series loser in that span. Um, Cubs – over Dodgers in four. Um, (laughs) (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Red Sox over Astros, too. And then you have that Boston Cubs 1918 World Series rematch.
1: The battle for Theo Epstein's heart.
0: Yeah. Almost a 100-year reunion of that World Series. Yeah. Too bad they, they messed that up. Then I would take the Cubs in four. Uh, or five. Red Sox are pretty good. Yeah. No disagreement?
1: Can't. That's statistically sound.
0: <laughs> so, in, in, in the uh, four years of the Scott Podcast, has been doing preseason predictions, uh, the Cubs have won the World Series in all of them, and we've been right so far 33% of the time. So... Uh, I think that's a pretty good number. We're batting we're batting over 330.
1: Yeah, that's the whole thing.
0: Yeah, so if we get it right this year, we're batting 500. That's that's pretty damn good. Two other topics uh, I think we should talk about before we wrap this up. One is uh, Kyle Hendricks signing a extension with the Cubs. Um, a very, very team-friendly deal, which it seems like very Kyle Hendricks-y to just be like, not thinking about free agency or what he can earn or what he should earn, and just being like, "Oh, this makes this is this is nice. This is fine. Twelve million dollars a year," and then signing a contract through his age thirty four season that pays an annual salary of like twelve and a half million dollars. Uh, what was your reaction to that contract? Giddy.
1: If I was to use one word, I think. I mean, we've we've talked about this before that in our young quarter century of life uh, by the time Kyle Hendricks will retire he could be like the best Cubs pitcher we've ever seen
0: so that was my next question so I think talent-wise no because you have Jake Arrieta John Lester even Carlos Zambrano would have a case over him even Kerry Wood could maybe even have a case over him but if we're just talking about as a compiler and as consistency like, his stuff won't get worse than age. He's like Greg Maddox in that way. Um, there's no one that's really close, and that's kind of the byproduct of the fact that like, you don't have players that stay with their teams for over 10 years. In our lifetime, there are very few um, pitchers, but just players in general for the Cubs that have stayed for over a decade. Uh, Carlos Sombrano came up in 2001 and stayed through the 2011 season, so he was there for 10 years. Um, Sammy Sosa was there from 92 to 04. So he was there for 12 years. Ramos Ramirez, 03 to 2011. So just under a decade. Um, I mean, yeah, it's really hard to see a player stay for, for that long. Ryan Dempster actually in our lifetime is the longest after Zambrano, would be the longest tenured Cubs pitcher and Kerry Wood, but he had a brief stint in Cleveland and New York in between. So I think, you have a real argument when it's assuming everything goes okay. When Kyle Hendricks, this contract ends, maybe he signs a new one with the Cubs after that. He would be the best Cubs pitcher sent Greg Maddox. It may be even better. Yeah. I mean, no. I don't know who's second, Sombrano. In
1: our lifetime? In our lifetime, yeah. Probably Carlos Sombrano.
0: Because Zambrano was good for a while and stayed for a while. Yeah. Like they came up in 01 and then stayed through 11. Uh, John Lieber stayed for five years, four years.
1: He does have more opening day starts than Kyle Hendricks did.
0: John Lieber does? Yeah. Is that because Kyle Hendricks has zero?
1: Yeah. Well, John Lieber was the opening day starter from like 2000 to 2000 something.
0: 2000, well, he left in 2002. was his last
1: year. Well, maybe it was 2000,
0: 2002. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I mean, I think people would answer this question Lester just because of the um, playoff games and his playoff track record and the fact that he, like, his contract definitely paid off. But this could be uh, Lester signed 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. 2020 could be his last year. He could go back to the Red Sox or retire to co play closer to his home in Georgia. Um, and also he could, he could see a decline pretty quickly too. I think Kyle Hendricks, it'll be a case of like, this is a terrible comparison, but I'm going to make it anyway. When Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook played together, all the Thunder fans thought that Westbrook would be the one to leave for like a big money deal just because it fit his personality. And they all loved Durant because he was quiet and nice and like had a restaurant in Oklahoma City. And then Durant was the one that left. And now they, like, adore – even though Westbrook's a a far inferior player, they, like, adore Westbrook because he signed an extension and staying. And I'm not saying Kyle Hendricks is a douche like Russell Westbrook, but it's just an idea – a thing of, like, in the moment of 2016, 2017, people didn't think of Kyle Hendricks more fondly than they did John Lester. But when it's all said and done – they're like Brad Radke and and uh, Johann Santana, like the twins traded Johann Santana, who's a better pitcher, but Brad Radke stayed forever. So people adore him. Like just the longevity that like, Kyle Hendricks will probably be thought of as one of the best pitchers in Cub his, Cubs history, and in our lifetimes, like the last twenty five to thirty years, uh, he will definitely be the best.
1: Yeah. Well, you you admire the people, you love the people who love you, so to speak. Yes. And like he said, all the right things in his press conference where he is like, I just love Chicago, I love the fans, blah, blah, blah. Right and I believe he's I believe he means that, but everyone says that. But you probably, he very talk. rarely do they very rarely do they show it in their like <clears throat> in their professional action. Right. And he wins like you can, you like you could very easily be like, oh I love this city, blah, 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 but only if you pay me hundred and eighty million dollars to play there.
0: Right. Like, yeah, yeah, you wouldn't sign a team-friendly deal until you're 34. Like he'll never, he'll never. I mean, he might fit, hit free agency as an old guy, but he'll never f- hit free agency in his prime. He's sacrificing that, and a lot of players are now. Seemingly, everyone's signing an extension. Um, he'll he'll never experience that, and that that says something. And I think fans will think very fondly of him. And you can see it with like Yankees players, like like Bernie Williams. Not the best Yankees player of that dynasty, but the fact that he spent his whole career there. People think fondly of him.
1: He got his number retired, didn't he?
0: I think everybody that played for the Yankees from like 90 – in the World Series era, it's like from 96 to to 01 has their number retired in my mind. I just yep.
1: assume, I assume they all do. Shout out
0: David Cohn. <clears throat> if I ever play for the Yankees, I'm going to have to take like 93 or something. Or, like, 90. Well,
1: that's what didn't Eloy do that? He's like taking number 74 because he wants it to make his own.
0: I I just assumed that was like a uh, a uh, Cuban player thing.
1: Oh, because because Abreu is 76.
0: Well, I mean, actually, I shouldn't. Eli's from the, the Dominican, but it's racist.
1: <laughs> you made me, you made me uh, sound even more racist. But I'd be like, Oh, yeah, I'll take that value. <laughs>
0: Well, it's it's a mixed – well, okay. I was In my head, I always compare him to Jorge Soler, so I just had a, a bad slip-up. But, like, Cuban players often do take these. Like, Jorge Soler 68. It was 68 with the Cubs. And Abreu is 70-something. Um, I mean, I guess that's, that's kind of cool. Although, that's kind of a random number. I would have taken, like, 99 or something. Yeah. All right. Well, very, very, very last topic really quick. And I don't even think I prepped you on this. Um, oh,
1: hot takes—that's my favorite. Uh,
0: so earlier today, you, you and I, and uh, a few others were having a conversation um, about food, and I'd like to debut the the very first installment of the lunch angle—a uh, the intersection of food and sports, even if it has nothing to do with sports. And you had a take that I found to be just, just. Moronic, kind of weird, and and very very childish. You well, said beans were a bad bad food.
1: Put put that on my gravestone. <laughs> moronic, moronic <laughs> childish.
0: <laughs> How so? Beans are in a, like a lot of things. Yeah. They're they're on a lot of things. They're in a lot of things. If you're like, they're in a lot of recipes. How can you blanket a statement that beans are a bad food? They're very healthy.
1: Uh, All right. The beans. Have
0: you ever pooped?
1: No. Saying saying beans were a bad food was to get your attention, which I did. I find beans to be a filler, like rice or like lettuce.
0: Lettuce is okay. What kind of lettuce are we talking
1: about? Any kind of lettuce.
0: Have you ever? I've actually never seen you eat a salad before.
1: I, I never said it was in salad.
0: <laughs> Wait, so lettuce as in like
1: on a sandwich? Like in a burrito or in a sandwich, yeah. Like shredded lettuce.
0: I guess it's – well, like –
1: Here's the thing. Here's why I'm saying when you the, – the thing that, made, that triggered me about it was that you said that beans might be your favorite food. To which I replied, I – that's like saying toast is your favorite food because it's very filler. I've never eaten anything where I've been like, "Wow, the beans in this are really good."
0: I, I said, if "I had oh, this
1: as a side dish, and we, this is what we've talked about with French fries. Also, where French fries are a replacement level side, but French and fries
0: aren't, aren't good for you. What is it being?
1: What is it being good for you? Have anything to do with it? Well, I don't know how you
0: can say it's filler. them. like, like light, light, like light green lettuce is definitely a filler. That that's a waste of your time. Like romaine's, kind of a waste of your time. But I'm talking. I'm not talking about
1: from that. a health standpoint. I agree that they're healthy. So are Brussels sprouts.
0: Brussels sprouts uh, are delicious. That's the best vegetable. Yeah,
1: that's a different podcast. Uh,
0: You've never had a vegetable. You can't talk. I've
1: had vegetables. I just don't like them. <laughs> I, ble- I blend <laughs> I bled. I them into my smoothies. That's how I get my vegetables. Like an adult. Um, what was I saying?
0: You were saying, okay, so. I'm, I, not,
1: I'm not commenting on the nutritional value of beans.
0: I agree about rice, too. I think rice is kind of useless. I don't, I don't see the point. I, I've it, actually, I'm, actually, I'm saying
1: from a taste standpoint.
0: Well, I'll get to that in a second. I've actually started to eat my Chinese food without the rice. I like i will You're very brave it'll come with it in the little white container mm-hmm. and i just won't even open it i'll give it to my girlfriend's dog or i'll throw it out or or eat it separately for with like soy sauce or something but like that like I, it adds nothing to the meal i think with beans you've ever have some frijoles with like some salsa in it and some cheese and you mix it all up maybe some sour cream it's delicious
1: those are all like other things that you put into a burrito, to me.
0: Yeah, it's basically it's basically a burrito, but beans being the main the main thing in that meal that I just mentioned in a little bowl. And you you don't even like refried beans. When we were having dinner the other night, you didn't touch your refried refried beans. Are delicious
1: filler. I was more I was more interested in my chicken enchilada suiza.
0: I mean, beans can't compete with chicken, but I I.
1: There you go. That proves that proves my point that it's
0: still- Ch- chicken is the most versatile edible. That's why it's
1: my favorite food.
0: It's most. <laughs> it's the most. It's
1: the Alvin Kamara of foods.
0: <laughs> chicken can be used in more ways than any other any other meat, vegetable, fruit, anything.
1: Right. That's why I eat it every day. This has been brought to you by the Chicken Lobby. <laughs>
0: All right, let us know what you think um about beans, refried beans, black beans, pinto beans, kidney beans, chickpeas, whatever, garbanzo. I will
1: say I will say an underrated side is I do like baked beans. Well, those are beans. But I I'm not you said the the reason I got fired up about this is because you said beans might be my favorite food. Yes. That's ridiculous. <laughs>
0: It is. Every, every you're, bean, you're
1: even laughing though because you know how
0: ridiculous that sounds. Every bean is good. Garbanzo beans, I had a bunch the other night. Black beans, I'll have a can with dinner often. Uh, pinto beans are like the, the – All right, Dust bundle. Bowl Joe. <laughs> <laughs> they put the black beans in my – my uh, my what's it called? The burlap sack with the stick. My bundle. You, you, light, is the you
1: light the can under underneath with a Zippo lighter
0: i sit by the train track and then
1: you play your one string banjo on the side of the <laughs> on the side of the train tracks for extra change
0: uh the difference is afterwards i can go home <laughs> um but all beans are, are delicious i should rephrase it as my favorite my favorite side i think
1: okay that's fair i'll take that well, argument
0: well let us know what you think if you like beans no matter what kind of beans they are if you don't like beans Um, Or if you disagree that the Cubs are going to fucking shove this year or that you don't think Kyle Hendricks is the best pitcher of the Cubs in the last 30 years, follow us on Twitter at Scott Podcasting. Um, Happy opening day. Happy opening day.